O send out thy light and thy truth, that they may lead me, and bring me unto thy holy hill, and to thy dwelling. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95, found on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath, they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. This morning's psalms are Psalm 120, 122, and 123, beginning on page 502. When I was in trouble, I called upon the Lord, and he heard me. Deliver my soul, O Lord, from lying lips and from a deceitful tongue. What reward shall be given or done unto thee, thou false tongue, even mighty and sharp arrows with hot burning coals? Woe is me that I am constrained to deal with Meshech, and have my habitation among the tents of Kedar. My soul hath long dwelt among them that are enemies unto peace. I labor for peace. But when I speak unto them thereof, they make them ready to battle. Psalm 122 I was glad when they said unto me, We will go unto the house of the Lord. Our feet shall stand in thy gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem is built as a city that is at unity in itself. For thither the tribes go up, even the tribes of the Lord, to testify unto Israel, to give thanks unto the name of the Lord. For there is the seat of judgment, even the seat of the house of David. O pray for the peace of Jerusalem, they shall prosper that love thee. Peace be within thy walls, and plenteousness within thy palaces. For my brethren and companions' sakes, I will wish thee prosperity. Yea, because of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek to do thee good. Psalm 123 Unto thee I lift Unto thee lift I up mine eyes, O thou that dwellest in the heavens. Behold, even as the eyes of the servants look unto the hand of their masters, and as the eyes of a maiden unto the hand of her mistress, 
so even our eyes wait upon the Lord our God, till he have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us, O Lord, have mercy upon us, for we are utterly despised. Our soul is filled with the scornful reproof of the wealthy, and with the despitefulness of the proud. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the fourth chapter of the book of Second Kings. A certain woman of the wives of the son of the prophets cried out to Elisha, saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that your servant feared the Lord, and the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. So Elisha said to her, What shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? And she said, Your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Then he said, Go borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors, empty vessels. Do not gather just a few. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons. Then pour it all into those vessels and set aside the full ones. So she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons, who brought the vessels to her, and she poured it out. Now it came to pass, when the vessels were full, that she said to her son, Bring me another vessel. And he said to her, There is not another vessel. So the oil ceased. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go sell the oil and pay your debt, and you and your son shall live on the rest. Now it happened one day that Elisha went to Shunem, where there was a notable woman, and she persuaded him to eat some food. So it was, as often as he passed by, he would turn in there to eat some food. And she said to her husband, Look now, I know that this is a holy man of God who passes by us regularly. Please let us make a small upper room on the wall and put a bed for him there, and a table and a chair and a lampstand, so it will be whenever he comes to us he can turn in there. And it happened one day that he came there, and he turned in there to the upper room and lay down there. Then he said to Gazah, his servant, Call the Shimamite woman. When he had called her, she stood before him. And he said to him, Say now to her, Look, you have been concerned for us with all this care. What can I do for you? Do you want me to speak to, on behalf to the king or to the commander of the army? She answered, I dwell among my own people. So he said, What then is it to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, Actually, she has no son and her husband is old. So, she, so he said, Call her. When he had called her, she stood in the doorway. Then he said, about this time next year, you shall embrace a son. And she said, No, my lord, man of God, do not lie to your maidservant. But the woman conceived and bore a son. And when the appointed time had come, of which Elisha had told her, and the child grew. Now it happened one day that he went out to his father to the reapers. And he said to his father, My head, my head. So he said to his servant, Carry him to his mother. When he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees until noon, and then he died. And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God, shut the door upon him, and went out. Then she called to her husband and said, Please send me one of the young men and one of the donkeys, that I may run to the man of God and come back. So he said, Why are you going to him today? It is neither the new moon nor the Sabbath. And she said, It is well. Then she saddled a donkey and said to her servant, Drive and go forward. Do not slacken the pace for me unless I tell you. 
And so she departed and went to the man of God at Mount Carmel. And so it was, when the man of God saw her afar off, that he said to his servant Gehazi, Look, the Shimamite woman, please run now to meet her and say to her, It is well with you? It is well with your husband? It is well with your child? And she answered, It is well. Now when she came to the man of God at the hill, she caught him by the feet. But Gehazi came near to push her away. But the man of God said, Let her alone, for her soul is in deep distress. And the Lord has hidden it from me, and has not told me. So she said, Did I ask a son of my Lord? Did I not say, Do not deceive me? Then he said to Gehazi, Get yourself ready, and take my staff in your hand, and be on your way. If you meet anyone, do not greet him. And if anyone greets you, do not answer him, but lay my staff on the face of the child. And the mother of the child said, As the Lord lives, and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So he arose and followed her. Now Gehazi went on ahead of them, and laid the staff on the face of the child. But there was neither voice nor hearing. Therefore he went back to meet him, and told him, saying, The child has not awakened. When Elisha came into the house, there was the child laying dead on the bed. He went in, therefore, shut the door behind the two of them, and prayed to the Lord. And he went up and lay on the child, and put his mouth on the mouth, his eyes on his eyes, and his hands on his hands. And he stretched himself out on the child, and the flesh of the child became warm. He returned and walked back and forth in the house, and again went up, and stretched himself out on him. Then the child sneezed seven times, and the child opened his eyes. And he called Gehazi and said, Call the Shimamite woman. So he called her. And when she came in to him, he said, Pick up your son. So she went in, fell at his feet, and bowed to the ground. Then she picked up her son and went out. And Elisha returned to Gilgal, and there was famine in the land. Now the sons of the prophets were sitting before him, and he said to his servant, Put on the large pot and boil stew for the sons of prophets. So one went out into the field and gathered herbs and found a wild vine and gathered from it a lap full of wild gourds, and came and sliced them into the pot of stew, where they did not know what they were. Now they served it to the men to eat. Now it happened as they were eating at the stew, at the stew that they cried out and said, Man of God, there is death in the pot, and they could not eat it. So he said, Then bring some flour. And he put it into the pot and said, Serve it to the people that they may eat. And there was nothing harmful in the pot. Then a man came from Baal Shalisha, and brought the man of God bread for the first fruits, twenty loaves of barley bread, and newly ripened grain in his knapsack. And he said, Give it to the people that they may eat. But his servant said, What? Shall I set this before one hundred men? He said again, Give it to the people that they may eat. For thus says the Lord, They shall eat and have some left over. So he set it before them, and they ate and had some left over, according to the word of the Lord. Here endeth the first lesson. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, Praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven. 
praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Here beginneth the third chapter of the book of Second Timothy. This is a faithful saying, If a man desires the position of a bishop, he desires a good work. A bishop then must be blameless, the husband of one wife, temperate, sober-minded, of good behavior, hospitable, able to teach, not given to wine, nor violence, not greedy for money, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not covetous, one who rules his house well, having his children in submission with all reverence. For if a man does not know how to rule his own house, how will he take care of the church of God? Not a novice, lest being puffed up with pride, he fall into the same condemnation as the devil. Moreover, he must have a good testimony among those who are outside, lest he fall into the reproach and the snare of the devil. Likewise, deacons must be reverent, not double-tongued, not given to much wine, not greedy for money, holding the mystery of the faith with a pure conscience. But let them also first be tested, then let them serve as deacons, being found blameless. Likewise, their wives must be reverent, not slanderers, temperate, faithful in all things. Let deacons be the husband of one wife, ruling their children in their own houses well. For those who have served well as deacons obtain for themselves a good standing and great boldness in the faith which is in Christ Jesus. Here endeth the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies, from the hand of all that hate us, perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, perform the oath which he swore to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins. Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, Give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. Third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, forgiveness of sins, resurrection of the body, life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. 
and with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, for as much as without thee we are not able to please thee, mercifully grant that thy Holy Spirit may in all things direct and rule our hearts. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, Defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning. By regularly observing the day of office, we gain a literacy in the Old Testament that we would not otherwise have and that many American Christians do not have. Unlike eight years ago, when I read a passage like the one this morning, I'm able to see connections. So I'd like to, to really focus on the Old Testament reading this morning. As you recall, on Thursday, Elisha witnessed how Elijah was taken up into heaven. Elisha then literally took up the mantle of Elijah, which is where that idiom of the English language comes from. He uses the mantle to part the waters of the Jordan, proving to all witnesses that he's heir to Elijah, and in some ways to Moses as well. But it is interesting that while God parts the Red Sea for Moses and his people, God has empowered Elijah and now Elisha to perform some miracles on their own. Yesterday, in the reading we did not hear due to the Feast of St. Simon and St. Jude, Elisha is called to prophesy and speak the decisions of God to the kings of Judah, Israel, and Edom. We're about 80 years after the death of Solomon and the division of the throne of David into the northern and southern kingdoms. In that chapter, we're introduced to the new king of the northern kingdom of Israel, which is later known as Samaria. Jehoram is not as evil as his parents, Ahab and Jezebel, few, few were, uh, and gets credit for tearing down this shrine to Baal. But at best, Jehoram is only an average Sumerian king in terms of his disobedience to God. On the other hand, Jehoshaphat is clearly one of the better kings of Judah in the three and a half centuries before it falls to the Babylonians. As yesterday reading says, and Elisha says, said, as the king of hosts lives, before whom I stand, surely were it not that I regard the presence of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, I would not look at you nor see you. Jehoshaphat and Jehoram, Elisha prophesies the will of God, 
that God will deliver their enemies and so commands them to battle. He also announces how the drought will be overcome without rain. As you may recall, Elijah's first prophecy is the drought that is the beginning of calling King Ahab to God's judgment. Today, Elisha even more directly proves himself to be Elijah's successor. If we're steeped in the Old Testament, we can't read today's passage without being reminded of Elijah and the widow of Zarephath. In that case, the widow's flour and oil do not run out, and she and her son are saved from starvation. Then Elijah literally brings back the son from the dead. Today, Elisha helps two separate women in a similar way. The first is an unnamed widow who is in debt and facing financial ruin, and so Elisha proclaims the miracle of the oil that does not end until she has enough to pay her debts. Later, she revives the dead son of the Shunammite woman. As Elijah did, the revival comes because he covered the boy's dead body with his own. What I find interesting is today's passage implies to me that Elisha is in some ways greater than Elijah. Earlier in the Old Testament, God himself answers the prayer of Sarah, Rebecca, Rachel, as well as the mothers of Samuel and Samson. But in granting a son to the Shunammite woman, Elisha is the only prophet to perform a miracle previously attributed only to the God of Israel. To me, this demonstrates the importance of reading the Old Testament and scripture more generally in the context of the remainder of the Bible. There is a theological principle that scripture interprets scripture, but here it's much simpler. We don't know what's happening in today's Old Testament reading without understanding the full history of the people of Israel. For the New Testament, I, I just want to make one small comment on our passage from Paul's first letter to Timothy. You might have noticed one key word in the first verse, the word bishop. If you open another translation of the Bible, such as the ESV or the NIV, it will say overseer. But if you look at the Greek New Testament, and I'm not fluent in Greek, but I, I can pronounce the words from the Greek, you'll see that the word here is episkopos. Episkopos of the bishop is where we get, it, sorry, episkopos is where we get the term episcopal, which means of the bishop, and the word bishop itself. And um, in the English language, the first English language Bible, the King James, was m made by the King of England, head of the Church of England, and therefore the King James and the New King James say bishop. Now, obviously, this is an area of disagreement among Christians in terms of how we order our churches and our church, our clergy and our church leadership. But Anglicans can point to this passage as providing a biblical basis for our view that the church should be ordered by bishops, priests, and deacons. We now return to page 18 of the Book of Common Prayer. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldst be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith in unity of spirit in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are anyways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate.
that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we thine unworthy servants do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise, not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Almighty God, who has given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplications unto thee, and dost promise that when two or three are gathered together in thy name, thou wilt grant their requests. Fulfill now, O Lord, the desires and petitions of thy servants, as may be most expedient for them, granting us in this world knowledge of thy truth, and in the world to come, life everlasting. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you for Brett and Brett for making possible this morning's worship. You have a great weekend. Thank you, Joel. Another great lesson, Joel. Thank you, Deacon Bob. Thank you. Good night, Connie. Or goodbye, Connie.